Welcome back everyone to R2Cast number 148, our last episode there, 147, which I thought was really clever, was with a snooker player in uh, Mrs. Hillary Reid, she was a really lovely lady and uh, she hadn't sort of spoke about her snooker career for some time clearly and it was nice to just see her jump in and speak about her passion, which was good. The next, <clears throat> the next episode we have after today's is going to be our second in a long list of, well, a, a list of 23 people that I'll be trying to film with, which uh, number one is today, so I don't want to give that away until I see who today's guest is. And that guest for number 149 will be Jock Gibson. Um, our guest today, however, is the start of that list of 23 people. I am now a part of a group of 24 people, a cohort of the 2024 um, Nuffield Scholars. <clears throat> for those that don't know what Nuffield is, it's a thing that I've been aware of for some time and quite an elite thing in farming that, that can sort of allow you to get a travel scholarship, allows you to go around the world to sort of look at a topic that you want to look at and try and better the sector in this country. Now, for those that listen and follow me, will know I've been doing this for some time, <coughs> looking into it and uh, trying to sort of um, try talking about the application process and what's involved. And obviously I've been successful recently. So I think I might even do a podcast just for myself, maybe as Ed, the co-host in the All In series, uh, hosting that, which should be quite fun. But today is our first guest that is a successful Muffield scholar. And that <clears throat> that is Saba Iram, Iram Amir. I think I've said that correctly. Saba, That's would you like right. to say hello? That's right. Saba Iram Amir, you're right. <laughs> I did my best. I'm sorry, I got it in the middle. It's slightly wrong there. But how are you getting on, Saba? You well? I'm good, thank you. How have you been? Yeah, good. And it's it's quite exciting to be part of this group. It's quite fun. Yes, um, it, yeah. it indeed is. Yes. Just before we get started with another episode of the R2 Cast, I would like to thank our primary sponsors, Howden Rural, formerly known as A Plan Rural. Howden are heavily involved in the social media scene in the ag space, with over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. They use this following to host social media takeovers with farmers throughout the country to showcase their stories, as well as posting to their rural community blog with further articles about these people in the sector. On top of this, they like to support initiatives that are championing the British agricultural industry, such as myself. So thank you to Howden Rural for that. I'm sure uh, I'm sure the 24 of us will keep in touch probably for life at this point, especially with... Oh, we do. Yeah, which is great. It's great. It's quite exciting to see where everyone will go in their careers. But, Saba, could you give us a wee bit of background about yourself? Not Let's even forget Nuffield for a minute. We'll go on to Nuffield later on. Give us a wee bit of background about you. Um, so my background, if I start my academic background, um, going, um, not in like, in um, starting off with my PhD, I got a PhD in 2017. I was awarded a PhD. Uh, by Nottingham Trent University, a scholarship to um, pursue a PhD in poultry science. In my PhD, I was particularly focusing on um, the effects of a kind of prebiotic um, on gut health of broiler chickens. Um, and prior to that, I was actually working in microbiology lab. And my because I had so much microbiology experience, that uh, those microbiology skills really transferred onto my PhD because my PhD was looking at the effect of gut health and when you see gut health you'll be you know always hearing about the good bacteria in the gut yeah. um so that's how i went in from um having no agriculture background <laughs> from being in labs and then into a phd to doing um on gut health in broilers um before uh i also did my master's uh in biotechnology mm -hmm. um and a, bachelor's in biotechnology, but that was back home uh, in India. 
So I come from India uh, and I came to this country in 2007. Oh, you must like it. We've been here for 16 oh. years. <laughs> yes, I think I just ended up staying here. Do you do you get back to India often? Um, About every couple of years, maybe one or two years. That's not mm. so bad. That's not so bad. Yeah. So working, well, studying in biotechnology for, for five mm. years and then <laughs> jumping into agriculture. How, how was that? <laughs> oh, I think it's it's been the most satisfying, um, surprising, but satisfying change, I would say. Uh, because every time I talk about agriculture and food, the people are just so much interested in the subject. Um, and I think I've, uh, when I talk to people about food, they have like they have you have all their attention. And especially when you are talking to um, we have a small community here in Craven Arms um, where I think most of the ladies that we're friends with, that I'm friends with, are like um, household, uh, you know, staying at home moms. Uh, so when they're, they're quite interested, when I talk to them about food and what is GM food, in fact, I think I'm all, I managed to uh, convince some of them that you must, yeah, like go for British uh, meat. It's all, uh, you know, eat it every day <laughs> because it's, I think UK has the, the highest animal welfare standards. So I'm all up for British farming and British livestock. And I think, um, uh, I love being in in this field now, the, in this area of agriculture. Yeah, and that's nice. That it's positive to hear that, and it's. I think the <clears throat> the welfare and environmental standards part is quite interesting because we look at, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of New Zealand lamb and and Australian lamb and whatnot sitting on our shelves, and you think, well, it's cheaper, but it's not the same product. Um, mm -hmm. So no, it's it's good that you're sort of sharing that sharing that um, yes. that story, and it's also quite interesting to be sharing that story not coming from farming which has got to look good yeah. for farming so yeah that's that's good and, and it's not just the case of speaking to those that are around you Saba mm -hmm. I mean you're a writer uh, for for Farming Connect could you tell that's us a wee right. bit about that? <clears throat> uh, so yeah I'm a knowledge exchange fellow at Aberystwyth University and uh, mainly reading and writing uh, for Farming Connect so we uh, being from like a poultry science background and I think I fit very well into writing about livestock, livestocky stuff. Um, so I did a lot of writing on poultry, um, like gut health and, um, um, you know, control of some poultry pathogen, control of poultry pest, degalene. I think there was one article I wrote about. Uh, so I started off writing about poultry, but then slowly ventured into also like ruminants, um, and I think that's where, where like my interest in uh, dairy sparked in. Uh, so, 90, so because about like 98, 99% of my work is just reading and writing, reading and writing. Uh, but it, it, it's given me like, um, like the knowledge that I've gained from it. I think it's probably like doing another PhD. I would just like to quickly interrupt the show for a minute to give you some extra information about our primary sponsors, Howden Rural, the new name for A-Plan Rural. Howden Rural provide bespoke insurance cover for farms and estates. This could be for anything from tractors and machinery to a new exciting diversification venture. Be sure to check out Howden Rural today. <laughs> it must be. You're just consistently yeah. learning. Yeah. I I would really struggle to do that. The the reading part, I have a, a limit as to how long I can read for without being like nothing's going in. Um, but I guess writing it, sort of converting that into a story and making it interesting, it probably teaches you quite well as well. Um, 
Yeah, so what what is 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 your job at Arbor involved with Farming Connect? Do you Farming Connect through Arbor? Is that how that works? Uh, so Farming Connect, this project uh, as a whole is managed by um, Mentra Business. And Mentra Business have subcontracted the knowledge exchange work to Aberystwyth University. So I'm in the knowledge exchange hub. Uh, so like not directly employed by Farming Connect, but everything that we produce in terms of like technical articles, fact sheets, um, e-learning uh, content uh, is is all, you know, is for Farming Connect. Got you. Got you. It's a great so, uni. I love to have rest with it. I said to you off camera, I've been a few <laughs> times. But it's just it's such a lovely town, city, town, just town. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place, and it's just such a lovely place to to be to be a student as well. It's like it's 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 a student town, isn't it? And there's nothing yes, it else. Is. It yeah. definitely is, and the best part is having the beach. So you know, exactly. um, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. lovely. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I, had, I had a quick glance at your LinkedIn, eh, Sabah, as I often do, mm -hmm. uh, and it says says you're an NFU associate member. What does that mean? So it's just like uh, because I became interested and I start, was writing for Farming Connect, um, I, I was interested in, um, in, in the NFU. Yeah. So I dived into like when I got the membership, I was not really sure uh, about what it is like. But I quite, um, I think it keeps me involved. I get, you know, what's happening. Uh, I get emails and, uh, you know, what, what, what is happening in the farming world. Lots of events that um, I can go to. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to um, the poultry, the, the 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 conference, I think the NFU conference that is going to come up sometime. And just I think because the I, I particularly look around uh, news around poultry. So it just keeps me like, you know, what, what is happening in the farming world. Yeah. And yeah. I think I'll... I, because I'm so tied up with my job, I think I have less opportunity to go into stuff. But but I'm really keen on um, you know being more involved in in the near future, you know, getting more involved with the NFU. It's a it's a good organization. It's one of those ones that you hear yeah hear some negative press of, but I don't really agree with it. I think without an NFU, we'd be in bother. I think Brexit mm -hmm. has proven the power of unity. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no, it's um. It is, it's, it's something I'm a big fan of and support hugely in fairness. Um, even if my sponsors are competitors, mm -hmm. I'm very much an NFU fan. And uh, Zaba, the reason the reason we ever got in touch or we ever became we became in contact with each other is because of, as we said, both Nuffield scholars now, which which feels a bit fun to say, I must say. Yeah. It's a fun thing to say. And um, um what was that, sorry? And it's the first time we're we're seeing each other, like you know, like this on a on a podcast. So we have a we have a group, a WhatsApp group, but you know, talking to each other live. I know it's different, and I apologize. Yeah. The state my beard is in. Hopefully, when I come down, it'll be a wee bit tidier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, for those listening, um, as I said at the start, Sava, myself, and twenty two others are part of the biggest Nuffield cohort. Um, if you want to go look and understand what Nuffield is, it's best to go follow them on social media and maybe check check on the website. Uh, but as a sort of, I, I guess, touched upon at the start of the episode, over the next few months, I'm going to try and get every one of that cohort on. Now, there's one person I won't be having on. It's not because I don't like Sophie, um, but it's Sophie's already been on the podcast. So Sophie has been on, I believe, episode number 108. 
<clears throat> if you go look back, um, Sophie Gregory, uh, you might know her as a farmer in training on Instagram. But um, this is the first time, apart from Sophie, me meeting any of them. And as I said, the next episode we'll have is with Jock Gibson, which is another Nuffield scholar. He's also from Scotland as well. So um, <clears throat> that'll be quite interesting too. But Saba, could you tell us... Um, a bit about your idea for Nuffield. You obviously haven't done it yet. Um, and then when in November 14th, 15th and 16th, when we finally meet in person, um, you'll you'll be awarded the scholarship officially and you'll be able to sort of go on your way then and start working out what's next. What's your plan for your Nuffield scholarship? And also more importantly, to start off with, what's your topic? <clears throat> My topic, I'm going to be exploring calf-cow contact systems. So in conventional dairy farming, uh, the calf gets separated from the cow like very soon or immediately after birth. Now, this is quite contentious and it has been um, and will continue to be challenged on ethical grounds. Um, obviously, leaving the calf with the cow means loss of sellable milk for the farmer. And can that like can the b business sustain that? So in my field, I'm going to be looking at um, different calf-cow contact systems. Um, so can, uh, can, and can that be uh, the future of the dairy industry? There's, there's a couple near me. So I'm like in South Scotland. <clears throat> there's, there's two farms in particular, um, yeah. Cream of Galloway and Steel Farm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So you've probably heard of those so two. If... Sorry, on you go. Uh, so I, in my, I'm going to start off with uh, a little bit of travels within the UK because I want to understand, uh, you know, what is the UK context on the topic. And in my, when I submitted the project proposal, I put Scotland, um, Scotland as one of the countries for the uh, for the two farms that you just uh, mentioned, uh, the cream of Galloway and the ethical dairy. So yeah. those are the farms uh, farms that I will start off my field with, and then I think. Um, I do want to go to uh, Canada uh, because there's Professor Nina von Kassingerg, uh, okay. if I pronounce that surname, sorry. Um, <laughs> and she's quite um, academically, she's quite active. Like I think she's the chair of the dairy uh, research unit um, up in British, uh, Colum uh, British Columbia, University of British Columbia. Um, so going to see if I can, you know, get, get some, like being an academic, I just want to have some, uh, academic, uh, element into my research. Yeah. So I do want to, uh, visit the Brit University of British Columbia there. Also a lot of like, um, not only like calf cow contact systems, I also want to, I'm interested in region agriculture as well. So there are a couple of dairies, uh, in, um, in USA, uh, that are actually practicing organic region agriculture and they have some calf-cow contact system. So I think that will be like, um, those will be excellent places to go. Um, looking at some of the, uh, you know, goat um, and sheep dairy farms, again, in the USA, in California. Um, other than that, Netherlands is another country in Europe uh, that have actually developed uh, a cuddle box so what because you know having the calf with the cow would require some kind of um, you know facility to have the calf um, with the mother uh, so they have actually developed a cuddle box which allows the cow some access like uh, to the calf mm -hmm. so definitely want to study that system um and i also found out after i submitted my uh, proposal um that um norway is quite uh, Norway is leading in calf-cow contact 
research. So yes, those have got for now, but I think there's opportunities for, because I'm going to definitely, because once you are into Nuffield, you'll always meet, meet people who will, uh, you know, guide you. So, and it's quite flexible. Uh, the good thing with Nuffield is it's flexible. So you can always change your travel plans. Um, so a couple of, maybe a, a few other countries I might uh, visit in Asia. Yeah, I think I think mine's mm -hmm. like that. I've chosen four and there's definitely three on top of that. I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the Kafka contact was really interesting, and mm -hmm. and I'm probably gonna, I'm probably going to um, not disagree with you, but my opinion is probably the other side from yours that I've always thought that the longer the contact, the more difficult for calf welfare. That's the way I see it, and I'm not saying I'm right. And that's why mm -hmm. what you're doing. No, um, you're absolutely yeah. right. So in different <laughs> systems, what we see is that we don't, um, what from academic literature, we know that we don't like take away the calf immediately. So when like you're kind of weaning the calf off from the mother, so you're giving it little by little, you are taking uh, the contact time away uh, till you get to a point that, you know, they can be separated, um, yeah. you know, without stress to the cow or the calf. But you would never take away a calf and a cow. Like once they've had that contact and that bonding, you would never take the calf um, away from the cow immediately, because obviously there would uh, there would be welfare Im implications and uh, you know distress and um, drop in milk yield and other issues with uh, taking the calf immediately. So away from the cow immediately. So yes, so taking it away step by step, not not all. It's a really interesting topic. I look forward to seeing how it goes, and obviously, we follow you to see see where you end up going, whether that's Canada, the States, UK, and Norway, plus more. Um, it'll be interesting. It was quite interesting. And I went to, sorry, can you go? And Netherlands. Netherlands, of course. Yeah, I knew I'd missed one there. Um, I was I was at a dairy farm in Rwanda two months mm -hmm. ago. Oh. And uh, yeah, yeah, I know it's a bit of a random one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was really interesting to see just how different it was but at the same mm -hmm. time how similar it was mm -hmm. you know it was it was really cool and they were they were milking but they had calves at foot as well so mm -hmm. it was it was an interesting one um sort of made it spring to mind but i'm conscious conscious very much of your time eh, saba there's there, i look forward to following as i've said and i'm sure everyone listening does um and also very much look forward to meeting you mid-november but before we before we let you go there's two questions i ask everyone yeah sure i hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the r2 cast with another really interesting guest i would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today the scottish farmer and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. One, where Actually, do you I want to add something about my Nuffield. I should have okay. mentioned this is coming to my mind. So in my Nuffield, I want to look at like the productivity of these cows, um, calves, sorry, the calves that have spent some time with the mother and have had the opportunity to suckle from the mother. I want to look at what are their benefits. So when they when these calves go on to milking in future, do they yield more milk? Are they less prone to infections? So this is something like a longitudinal study that I'm interested in doing. I would like to cover in my field. That would be interesting. So you've almost mm -hmm. got like your findings in the first year and then you're three yep. or four years down the line. Mm -hmm. um, 
you, it's it's almost impressive how topical <laughs> that is with my next question. Yeah. My first of the two questions is where do you see yourself <laughs> in five years? <laughs> oh, and, um... Because I'm like interested, I think this was a question uh, that was asked to me at the Nuffield interview. Uh, and I say say that I, I in about a couple of years time, I see myself as either a livestock con consultant or working in um, sustainable agriculture group. Um, so a lot of retailers now I've seen they've got like a department that says like, you know, uh, sustainable agriculture um, uh, departments, I think uh, yeah. they have got. And I would like to be working. I see myself working in there because I'm uh, really become interested in sustainable agriculture, reducing the impact of uh, agricultural uh, agricultural impact of agricultural practices on um, on the environment. Brilliant. You should. Um... And, and I think following on from there, I would. Uh, I'm interested also going into policy making. So maybe working for Defra or APHA in about seven eight years time where I would actually be advising, uh, you know, policy around farming. Uh, so I want to hopefully get to that point. You sound like a good person for that job. Oh, Hearts thank and you. And whatnot. No, definitely. <laughs> um, you should look up Claire Whittle. Claire was an Uffield Scholar a few years ago. And uh, okay. hers was purely based around regenerative agriculture from a vet's mm -hmm. perspective. So, um, yeah, quite an interesting one. And the other question... Uh, mm -hmm. that we asked is, and yours is a really good one for this because you didn't come from farming is if you had any tips for folk or any advice for people coming into farming what would they be um it's a hard one isn't it for coming into for people coming into <laughs> agriculture um i think if the reason why i came to agriculture into agriculture because there was kind of a link between my uh, work experience and uh, and my PhD. Um, but for hmm, what would I advise people? I think if you you should have the passion for it. I think if you like, I I really have developed this passion, like I said, for sustainable agriculture, and I know how important it is, and I um, you know acknowledge and appreciate the pressure. Like I think the farmers in this day and age are under tremendous pressure. Like you know you have to produce um, food that is sustainable, ethical, animal highest animal welfare standards, and yet after all of this, the food has to be affordable. Um, so I think uh, I think I do um, like have an appreciation for farmers, and I'm, because I've developed this uh, interest and passion for sustainable agriculture. If you have, I think if you, I think you love agriculture if you study it. It's yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I think you do. It's it's one of those industries that it's not nine to five. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah, some jobs are nine to five, but you're living it, you're breathing it, you're networking mm -hmm. it twenty four seven. No, and brilliant, Sam. I really have, And I have been because I've um, before I start my travels. Like I said, I've been offered like um, one of the Nuffield uh, who was interviewing us. I can't remember the name. I told you my memory is rubbish. No, <laughs> okay. Don't worry. So I've been offered like a, a two week like work placement on a dairy farm. So I'm at some point going to going to. Uh, on a dairy farm uh, doing some carving, which will be interesting. I think I'm really looking forward to that uh, sometime next year. <laughs> Brilliant. Tear, all sounds good. And I really do. Yeah. I look forward to following it. And I look forward to in three weeks time, is it? I think. Yeah. Actually, you, which will be in good. November. Um, are you going for all three days? Yeah. 
Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah. I'll be there for oh, all yeah. three days. Yeah. All book my holidays are booked, so I've booked those three days <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm just um I, I'm just not sure whether my I think I might my partner might come with me on for the first day for the briefing day. Yeah. Um because it's it's just nice to have him to know like what and like I think I would like to take him to some places and and my boys. Um the family's just a massive part of it, isn't it? They're gonna be there yeah. for you the way and yeah. And uh, yeah, my, my girlfriend will be coming. So and for those oh. listening, I'm sure that's a big thing because you don't <laughs> think I have a girlfriend. It's a very new thing, but yeah, she'll be coming down, which will be fun. Um uh-huh. but yeah, pleasure to speak in person, Saba. Really enjoyed it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for thank uh, you for having me. Thanks. Not at all. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, yes, I have. I certainly have. Good. And I look Good. forward to seeing you next month. Yeah, very much so. And for those listening, yeah. um, it was quite a. I wanted to, to get into that quite quick. Salva's a busy woman. Uh, she also has uh, has the kids to pick up as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I hope you enjoyed that episode. That is the first of many, bringing on all the Nuffield scholars from this year. And I'm sure over my next few years of Nuffield, I'll I'll come across some very interesting folk in food and farming, with some more episodes on the way. The next episode we have is Jock Gibson number one four nine, and obviously such as numbers go. The episode after that is a big one, number 150. This podcast started not even two years, eh, three years ago, and we're sitting at 150 episodes. And that person, not saying who it is yet, is an Olympian. <laughs> they have the Olympic tattoo. They've competed at the Olympics, which is quite exciting. So a big episode there. Thank you very much for listening, as always. Thanks. And we'll see you. Eh, sorry, Sabah, thank you for coming. Thank on. you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. And we'll see yeah. everyone for episode number one. I hope you've enjoyed another excellent episode of the R2 cast as much as I have, and I would just like to quickly thank our primary sponsors of the show today, Howden Rural, the new name for A-Plan Rural. If you follow Howden Rural on social media, you'll see the plethora of work that they do to support this sector, and it's been a pleasure to work alongside them so far, and long may it continue. For more information about them, be sure to check out howdeninsurance.co.uk forward slash rural, and I'll see you for the next episode.